Hello, everyone. Welcome to STEM for the Future, a podcast made by the Amid East, hosted by Mirat, and sponsored by Bowie. Today, we have an amazing guest, Shehinez. Hi, welcome. All right, so for every single episode, we have a segment that's called the Fact Bubble and has to be related to the episode's topic. Today, we talk about education with Mrs. Shehinez. So, we're going to ask ourselves a question. Were the pharaohs the pioneers of STEM education? So, STEM is an acronym for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. So, if we go back 4,000 years ago, we're going to realize that the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, had it almost all figured out. They had amazing architectural structures, ginormous technology and innovation, and up until today, we don't actually know how did they do that. But what we do know is that they had an educational system that is very similar to today's education. How? Well, if you dive deeper into the prince's school, this was a type of school that was only for the noble's sons and the kings. And they were taught things like math, science, things that have to do with engineering and technology, such as geometry, astronomy, and so on. So, in a way, it was kind of the ancient STEM. Hi. Hi. It's nice to have you here. It's such an honor. Lovely to be here. Can you introduce yourself? Sure. So, my name is Shahinez Ahmed. I'm the country director of Ahmed East in Egypt. Uh, Ahmed East has been in Egypt since 1956. We were established in the US in 1952. We're an American nonprofit and we focus on doing work in education. Um, we're in 11 countries in the region and Egypt is our largest field office. That's amazing. Thank you. Okay, so today we're going to have our main topic is basically quality education. Mm -hmm. So I have so many questions regarding it. (laughs) But to start it off, the most important question, can you tell us why STEM education is important or why someone would choose STEM? Right. So I think there are a number of reasons why someone would choose STEM. Um, And not a lot of people do choose STEM, by the way. This is why we wanted to set up the STEM Center and why Mm -hmm. Boeing was funding this, so that there's more awareness about STEM Mm -hmm. and that therefore people would have the option to choose that, whether young men or young women. Um, And that's really what we try to do at the STEM Center, that uh, we give access to young people from different demographics and different backgrounds about STEM education and so that they can get curious about it. And then when they know, oh, you know, there's a, there are these different fields and the, the, these different areas, then that would kind of inform which universities they go to, what do, th- what do they decide to study, and then ultimately what jobs they would go for, right? That's very interesting. Yeah. The way that you put it, because STEM is like very multidisciplinary, yes. so you feel like... Yeah, the future requires all four of them combined. And I I believe that now there is arts included as well. It's called STEAM. Yes. So that's really exciting. When STEAM comes up in in full blast, do you think there is going to be a center for it as well? I think we'd really love to include the arts in this because, you know, when you talk about STEM, it being interdisciplinary, Hmm. we don't learn in small chunks right that are isolated we kind of learn holistically in life right so if you go through a life experience it's not just one thing about it that you learn and so education tries to emulate that right we go to school so that we can learn about how to navigate the world and and what to do with our lives that's really what you know what what education does what kind of jobs do we get how do we live um, how to understand the world around us to understand ourselves and to understand what we can do to it in the world and contribute to the world and 
and what's really cool about STEM is that it brings a lot of these areas together in the same way that we learn in real life. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. Mm. I was just going to ask you, like, what kind of career opportunities would you actually, like, can you define a specific type of career opportunity from a graduate of STEM compared to someone who just graduated from any other type of educational system? So what we've seen happen uh, is that people who go through STEM education in school mm-hmm. is that they, a number of things happen. One is that they've got a lot of options of what they can study at university and then ultimately the jobs that they can go for, mm-hmm. right? Um, because their way of thinking, their way of approaching knowledge, their way of understanding how to kind of navigate that space and make decisions and collaborate and and um, research and do things a little bit differently than just traditional education is a mm-hmm. bit more with graduates of STEM and so I think more opportunities are open to them in terms of the fields that they could study the universities that they could go to um, how they present themselves to universities is a little bit different as well Um, so if you look at the STEM schools that are in Egypt which was something that was funded by USAID and then the Egyptian government continued that we've got Mm -hmm. about I think 11 new STEM schools that are opening that have opened up um, is that uh, students are in boarding school, they collaborate mm-hmm. with each other, they do projects, um, they compete in local and international competitions, they have a lot of awareness about the kinds of opportunities at universities that exist abroad and in Egypt. And so there's, a, there's, a, there's knowledge, right? And, and I think what knowledge... Well-rounded. Yeah, and yeah. what knowledge does is it gives you choice. Yes. It gives you opportunity to choose because you know. Yeah. So when you don't know, you just That's don't. That's when you're kind of lost. You don't know, right? Yeah. You're lost and you've got a very, you know, linear, uh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and that's it. The yes. options are much less. But I think what STEM does is it opens up just ideas of I can do, oh, there's this that exists in the world and I can study this and I can do this job. And, and it also makes it very possible. We've seen like students who go through STEM education they will see what their colleagues have done and they'll emulate that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that learning. And there's, we've seen also with students that are in STEM, they, they not only do they collaborate, but there's also an awareness that their success and other people's success is yeah. equally as good, right? It's not just that I'm going to... It's just me. It's not just me, yeah. you know? I think it's because of the sense of community. I feel like that has a huge influence. Exist. Like if I was in a university that everyone is like doing great things, I'll feel like, oh, I'm more inclined to do that because that's what everyone is set up to do. So might as well. It makes you feel a little bit more self-confident about that as well. Yeah, you're inspired. Yes, exactly. You're inspired. Yeah, Yeah. you're inspired. And so we're hoping that through this center Mm -hmm. that we are able to offer. It's not formal education like in school, Yeah. but it supplants it. So students that are not in STEM schools but want to you know, explore a little bit about STEM fields, that we can offer courses Mm -hmm. that are in the fields of STEM, that we can bring people together who work in the field of STEM. So educators, Mm -hmm. uh, policymakers, people in the private sector who will employ graduates of STEM schools Mm -hmm. that can come together and think about what is it that we can do to promote this field more and that there's collaboration on that level mm-hmm. um, because sometimes you know there are all of these things that happen great ideas and great projects yeah. and and but if there we want this to be a little bit less siloed maybe by having yes. more conversations more collaboration and that's also inspiring you know when you know that there are so many people doing some great things it, it's it opens up 
more for more of that to happen i love that you mentioned come together because i feel like I, sometimes you just wish it's like this is great on its own this is great on its yeah. own but put it together and Becomes, this is amazing yeah and yeah education meets more of that yeah to combine it to kind of work through it's like this is not separate from this it's yeah. all just one thing at the end yeah it's bigger than the sum yes. of its parts yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to be talking about. So, my questions are kind of like in a story format. So, we start at the top, like the very top. So, the basic defining education. Right. What is education? So, for someone who has a master's degree <laughs> in education and international development, can you personally define education? But I think that uh, education in its formal sense. Uh, tries to emulate learning mm-hmm. and it tries to emulate learning how we learn in our lives yeah. so if you look at a child trying to walk yes that's learning right so that's what education ultimately aspires to and it's not just for a job it's not just for empire it's not just for but it's I think it's about understanding ourselves understanding the world around us and understanding others and then figuring out how to live that's yeah. really, I think, what education ultimately strives to do. And there are so many, so many examples of different forms of formal and informal education that are mm-hmm. um, fantastic and inspiring and attempt to, to do that with all of the parts that are included in education. Yeah, that's 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 really nice. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he made it to the top. They have an inspiring success story. Most of the time when they're being interviewed, they're like, I had this sense deep down when I was young that I knew what I was going to become. <laughs> was that the case for you? And no. is that like normal? <laughs> no. Please tell us. No, no, not at all. Khalis. And I, I, uh, uh, I had no idea what I was going to do. I went into Edeb Inglisi, Gamat Skandreya, because I love to read and I like literature. And then I decided, no, that's not what I'm going to do. Um, and I had no idea and I thought that you know everybody who graduates from English Lit becomes a teacher Yeah. and I really didn't want to do that and yeah that's a stereotype it's a stereotype right yeah. is up a stereotype and uh, somebody I knew called me and told me and I said okay you know I had a great summer after I graduated and I said I'll do this until I find like a proper job uh, bus would it's funny we tell ourselves that story. Yeah, we don't know like, that that's like part of the plan. Yeah, all along. Well, th- and that's really interesting, Kevin, because we think that we are planning. Yes, but really, there's something else that's kind of planning what's going on in your life, and it's a bit, you know. So we could talk about that later because that's I yeah, think yeah, that's linked like free will. To, <laughs> yeah, it was um, And then I, uh, I remember the first time I walked into a classroom. It was uh, Kenu. Um, I was 20 years old and they were Ula Sanawi <laughs> and they were 11 students and I was petrified like I was marauba minnuhum marauba why? well because I had no idea what I was doing yeah. like, I, I didn't, I've never taught before I don't know what this is but uh, I know that the minute I walked into that classroom there was something that happened I really loved the experience um, of kind of working with young people um, I was teaching literature which is something you know you're going to teach poetry to mm. a 16 year old kid who wants to know that right it's yeah. not but it was uh, but I loved it I loved the interaction I loved the communication I loved just the the sharing of knowledge um, 
that was uh, and so I kind of felt like oh you know I kind of like this job and I did that for two years in uh, different places as well and then I remember I was working at the at the academy and Alex I was teaching English there and then they hired all of the teachers and they didn't hire me like they hired them full time and I was like it was awful I felt why like, me why me yeah, you know definitely. but I remember at that time I remember saying to myself when I found out that uh, you know you know you don't know you don't know why you don't know why this is happening yeah. and it's good to remember that sometimes but um, uh, I decided I'm gonna go for my master's at AUC and I was 22 and I went and I got a fellowship at AUC did my master's That's there and then it became like track of English okay. language and I know I had no idea I just kind of you know followed my gut a little bit but I think I, I had this drive of always wanting more and being curious so how do you think the educational system accommodates this type this dynamic like we have different types of learners so if I'm t- teaching a lesson and it's purely theoretical do you think it's fair for the people who just they can't comprehend that way uh, so there are different forms of education in Egypt, right? Yes, You've got definitely. public, private, yeah. um, the American system, the IB, all, all varieties, and there's different learning in all of them. Um, and they all kind of fall under that formal learning s- system and structure. Mm-hmm. It, it, so that raises the question about, wh- about w- what higher education is like, mm. and it also raises questions about what's formal education, basic education yes. is like. Um, and there have been a, there's been a lot of progress that's happened. I mean, I think that the Ministry of Education in Egypt, it, they've tried to make massive changes in the education system. And they created um, a framework for the Ministry of Education. This was mm. a number of years ago. And one of the frameworks related to teachers, one related to assessments, but the really interesting one related to curricula. And I have to say the ministry did an outstanding job in the curricula they developed. I know this is not a popular opinion, but yeah. it is, it's incredible. If you look at that curricula, it's extremely well thought out. It's, uh, it, it's extremely progressive. It's really teaching young kids about themselves, about the world around them, and about, the, about others. And that's, that's fantastic. Now, and, I, and I've got, we, I mean, I feel like at Amadis we're so lucky, and in the STEM Center as well, we're so lucky because we come across some phenomenal students, like truly yeah. inspirational. Um, we, that we must run, feel amazing for you guys. It, it, it is. I think because we're, you're we're so lucky. Because you're giving them opportunities as well. It's also inspiring, you know, yes. you get to, you see that it's humbling. Yes. Really, it, it truly is. There's um, there one particular program, we run a scholarship, the Onsi Sawirish Scholarship Program. Yes. And that's, I think, the most generous scholarship in Egypt. Uh, students get to go to uh, Ivy League universities in the United States, graduate and undergraduate. And it's, uh, it's funded by the, uh, the Sawiris Foundation for Social Development. They've been doing this for 20 years, or ASCOM has been funding it. Um, and That's incredible. And there are examples of students, honestly, I mean... And I can name some of them, you know, someone like a young man, uh, uh, Abu Arab, who in his interview, in his panel interview, talked about, and he's from Stem Kofr Sheikh. It's an example of how Stem really has such a great effect. He's from Stem Kofr Sheikh, and he, all his life, he was fascinated by mathematics. And just, that's his passion. 
And in his interview, I'll never forget this. I'm sitting listening to this young 17-year-old kid from Kofr Sheikh and how he's talking about how he was able to, you know, get his family around to agreeing to him studying mathematics and supporting him. But what struck me about him is the humility. He wasn't angry. He wasn't defensive. He was just so humble and so appreciative of whatever little that came to him. Mm. And he's in, in the U.S. right now studying, you know, in one of the top universities in the States on the Onsi Sawira Scholarship Program. That's amazing. It is, and I feel it's a just a privilege to have met kids like this. Um, yeah. And so there are great examples. So when you say, is it the education system or is it the student? The education system helps, of yeah. course. Um, it's the education system. It's the family. It's the environment. It's what you're exposed to. But I think education that gives us a lot of exposure... Mm. is ideal okay so it brings us to the question where do we learn so you've mm. mentioned education and you mentioned informal education yeah so can you tell us the difference between like structured education and informal teaching in general um so like the formal is like the school or the university mm -hmm. that's very very formal um something like the stem center mm -hmm. is a kind of an add-on right so we're what we're trying to do with that is to give young people who might not have exposure to stem education to give them courses and programs mm -hmm. that would open up their thinking towards hey wait a second you know i didn't know that this was what you could do with animation so yes. i love it and then they could explore that even further online independently informally and that might change their career or change the trajectory of what they choose so you know it's like I think there's a there's always these um crossroads that we get to and I think what's if you're talking about whether formal or informal education mm. it's providing knowledge for young people who might not otherwise have access to that knowledge just opens up the possibility of choices and changes the trajectory of where they might go okay so why did you start the STEM center uh so at Ahmed East, we partnered with Boeing. Mm -hmm. um, really, this was an initiative that was set up by Boeing. Mm -hmm. Extremely generous. They wanted to set up a STEM center in Egypt. And so they funded the creation of the STEM center at Ahmed East. And their objective was that they would provide this center, this equipment, uh, to allow young people from different backgrounds to have access to STEM knowledge. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, uh, we wanted to be able to provide students from different schools uh, the opportunity to learn about STEM education um, in different fields and through different courses. So they would learn about the interdisciplinary approach of STEM, the project-based approach of STEM, and that by accessing this kind of knowledge, um, especially if it's either young students or, or adults, they would then have uh, more awareness of what kinds of fields are out there, that they would pursue, that they would make informed choices about what they decide to study at university and ultimately have an understanding about the jobs that are available to them. We're also hoping as a sec very, very secondary uh, approach that, you know, if students are studying engineering or if mm -hmm. they're studying other uh, fields, that they do include... Um, these aspects of STEM learning, not only just in their education, but also in their jobs. And that this also links to sustainability as mm -hmm. well. 
And so I think this aspect of sustainability can be something that is very, very, very cross-functional and very, very across different disciplines, whether you're, you know, you're a doctor, you're an engineer, you're a scientist, whatever it is that you're doing, um, bringing in that aspect of sustainability is really, really critical, especially in the world that we live in today. Yes, that's with, so true. With the limited resources that are available and with the current challenges that we're facing related to climate, it becomes paramount and essential that these are things that young people are thinking about as they're studying in their universities and then much, much more critically as they go into the different jobs that they would go into. True. It's very integrative everywhere at this point. You can't, you can't go on to lead a sustainable future if you're not coming together and working together and understanding all those different parameters that fall underneath just one thing yes. as you just mentioned. Yes. What we're trying to do in in this center is that the more knowledge that young people have as they're growing up and going through school and, and university, they're able to learn the skill sets that come from STEM learning or STEM education and learn about some of the content that is included in that and that they can bring that to the their own university education, mm -hmm. bring that to the jobs that they take on later yes, on, or bring that to the startups that they set up. Yes. Right. And so that's that's very, very critical. So mm. we're not saying that we're doing formal. It's not formal education at all. We're just supplanting what already exists to provide more awareness. and more. So, you know, you might find somebody who comes to one of our programs at 12, 12 years old and takes a Lego course, okay, mm. or a robotics course. And then they realize, oh, my God, this is something I'm really interested in. They like that learning and how it's happened. Yeah. And they start exploring, you know, they might decide to go into a STEM school mm. rather than continuing into... Uh, it's a, the a normal school. A normal school. Yeah. They might decide to well, wait a second. You know, I'm so fascinated by robotics. That's what I want to study. Yeah, in university. Exactly. Yeah. And then, as it links to sustainability, when they start, you know, when they start working, mm. then because that's really important. The, the 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 decisions that they will be making on the job yeah. kind of create the future that we're going to have. Everybody has that kind yeah. of responsibility, and especially because you provide it for a younger demographic yes. so yes. the earlier they understand through STEM the more they can make more informed decisions going yeah. into school going into university and their careers and so on and pursue other learning as well yes. other independent learning um, that's of interest to them mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's that's you know, the more people, young people especially, are aware of the challenges that we are facing right now yeah. that are critical to our survival as humanity, is, is, uh, that's paramount. And I'm not saying this is not something that we at all are saying that we, we're doing, mm. but just opening up those spaces for that awareness. Yes. And then students can pursue that later on through formal education, through university. And there's a lot, I think, that's been done in the formal education system in Egypt, especially with the STEM schools. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that's being done in at the university level yes. um, through different different competitions and different projects that are happening and taking place that are really inspirational. And so we're really happy to be a part of that ecosystem and supporting that through this disseminating a bit more, more information about that to a wider demographic that might not have had exposure to mm -hmm. Um, STEM learning and STEM education and, and to sustainability as well. And we're really, we're, we're super grateful to Boeing for entrusting us with this. I mean, they've, uh, their, their support has allowed us to do these programs. Yes. Um, and they're a great partner uh, of Amadeist. We're doing this work not only in Egypt, but also in the UAE, 
in Jordan, in Kuwait, in Morocco. I was just going to ask you, are there other STEM centers? Yes, yes. Also funded and supported by Boeing across the region with different Middle East offices. And that's so that's exciting. really exciting because that's really exciting. we're also, you know, we're able to bring in people from different countries to yes. talk about issues of sustainability and STEM and climate. And there's a, there's a richness to that collaboration. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. It's the coming together again. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So you say that the STEM Center provides all these different courses and you guys that you are so entrenched in STEM in general when it comes to like science, technology, engineering, maths and all that. So you're providing the person with the opportunity in a sense. So let's say, for instance, this person has potential. How can they take that opportunity along with their potential and transform that onto their career, especially a career in, in the upcoming future where it's just completely self-aware of all the global issues and right. every single person is working towards it in some form right. shape or form like even if it's corporate if right. it's private everyone's working towards a goal so we we were also very lucky to receive funding from the u.s embassy to do um programming that's related to climate and um, we were able to create advanced programming for the students that had already gone through some of the programs that we'd offered. So things like environmental engineering, uh, recycling, um, also programming as well, animation, but very much linked to climate and very much linked to sustainability. Um, and I think that the people that come and take the courses that we offer um, we hope and we believe that their interest is sparked to mm. pursue more in these areas hmm. and some of them have gone on to either take additional programs with us and some others that continue to pursue programs on their own but again it's up to you know we're, we we just want to be like a small introduction in the beginning for, for people who might not have access to this information and that they can then make uh, you know pursue that knowledge indep independently either through their own schooling or, or online okay that's so for anyone listening, how, where would they get this information? Where can anyone look for Amadeist? Right. So the best thing to do is to go to our website. Mm -hmm. So www.amadeist.org or to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. All of the programs that we offer are announced on our platforms. Mm -hmm. um, but to learn more in depth about what we offer at the STEM Center, really the, our website is a great resource for that. And then we announce when these programs are um, opening up for enrollment mm -hmm. and we're opening to everybody applying um, through the STEM talks that we're doing, through the workshops that we're going to be doing through this podcast and others. Um, we're we're going to be sharing more information about the programming that we that we do um, and that we really welcome like for people to ap apply uh, um, and come to the STEM Center and, and collaborate and listen in and, and learn I think there's something for everyone in terms of what yes. we're offering um, yeah how is STEM related to the future job market so one of the reasons that Boeing funded the STEM Center and one of the reasons why we wanted to have a STEM Center at Amadeist is because we recognize that the changes in the job market and the labor market are going to be extremely significant in the next number of years. There are millions of jobs that will disappear and there are millions of new jobs that are going to be coming up. Hmm. And having young people prepared for these jobs, and I'm not saying that we're preparing for these jobs, but we're introducing them to some of the potential fields that could exist so that they can then 
move on to kind mm. of degrees in these areas. Um, and this is what the studies are showing, and that these mm. jobs are going to becoming, become critical to solving the current global challenges that we have, whether in terms of resource uh, limitations and challenges, whether in terms of climate, sustainability, mm. water issues. These are really significant changes that are happening in our world, and the jobs that are going to exist are going to relate to that very, very much. Mm. And so we're hoping that we are contributing in a small way to that ecosystem. That's amazing. Chinese, it was so lovely to see you. And thank you so much for coming. Thanks to you for everyone who's listening. And see you on the next episode. Thanks so much, Mirat. Thanks. It was great. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. For more information, visit our website. And check the links down below for any further readings. Thank you.